Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and uh, welcome RGBFC head coach, Gerson Echeverry. Gerson, how have you been? Uh, I'm doing well. How's everything going? Pretty pretty well. Just, you know, just stuck at home uh, uh, here, here, here in the Valley with, with, with the parents and uh, just doing a, just a lot of home office and trying to get myself uh, occupied. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. No, it's, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Like we're all a little, uh, a little anxious and ready to, uh, for things to just get to back to, to a little normal. And, uh, you know, but we, we still have to be careful. We're in danger and a lot of people have lost their lives. So I think we need to, uh, to make sure that we don't get a little ahead of ourselves. Exactly. Coach, good evening. How are you, man? I'm doing what are you doing, boss? Yeah, it's all it's uh, rocking and rolling for now at, at this junction. Okay, okay. So, you know, so one of the one of the, so now that we've got we've got you here uh with us, you know, we've got a a couple of a couple of questions that, that we would like to to hear uh some information about to us uh right now. Um the latest news has been that USL teams, for the most part, have been allowed uh, to go back into training with uh, under at least under a small group um, reunions at, at the training grounds. So going with that, coach, you know, uh, my question is, you know, with this uh, virus still out there where where even at outside of soccer, Local governments, state governments, and even the federal governments have been, you know, trying to open things back up on a, on a slow basis, you know, little by little. Uh, my question is, what is what was deemed as the proper pr- procedure uh, for these players to return uh, to their training grounds as approved by the USL? Have they been tested for COVID nineteen, or uh, what kind? What kind of uh, evaluations have been done to them? Um, right now, we have not done. I, I don't know what any other clubs uh, have done, so I can only speak from what we've done. We have not done any um, any testing of, of our guys, except just you know making sure that they're monitoring themselves. Um, obviously, um, USL is very different from MLS. Most of the MLS guys they have a tendency of living. Uh, different places all over their, their individual cities um, as, as opposed to most of the USL teams you know there's usually a big group or a large group in which they live in certain complexes so for us we live in an apartment complex um, down towards Mission and so all of our players pretty much live together with the exception of, uh, of one uh, who lives uh, Garza who lives uh, away um, and so basically they've just been monitoring themselves and, um, you know, uh, checking in with Randy anytime anything's going on. Uh, obviously we, we have done, you know, we have done temperature checks and stuff like that. Um, but no one has any symptoms, you know, uh, they have to fill out a, um, a wellness, uh, every day. And, um, so far, you know, knock on wood, uh, we have not had any issues with anyone from our team or our staff. That's I think I think that sounds re- really good. Uh, really good news that uh, for the most part the team uh, did take the necessary precautions uh, to minimize the risk of the players, you know, to get infected by by this uh, by this coronavirus by COVID nineteen. 
uh, really uh, speaks well of the of the organization as a whole and the decision making skills by you, the technical staff, and uh, the whole Dynamo organization. Uh, yeah, no, well. it, it 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 came down from them, obviously, when when we've heard and and when MLS um uh, started this, because obviously they were about a week week to ten days ahead of of, of us uh, in regards to uh, having um, you know coming back, they, they they put in place a plan in which with the individual training sessions and uh, they they put a whole plan and uh, in which we mimic. Uh, this goes from uh, how players arrive, how we arrive. Uh, players have to be checked in their temperatures before arriving, uh, the space and in between, how to get to the field, everything. And um, even though USL has done, um, has allowed to do um, small groups, uh, we are not doing that right now. We're going to do individual. Uh, as, as you know, what, one of our models is, you know, uh, we're going to crawl, then we're going to walk, and then we're going to run. Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, just because if, if God forbid, uh, with the living conditions that we have in regards to the proximity of players ne- being near each other, uh, if one guy gets it, automatically his roommate gets it. Probably the the guy who lives across from him gets it. And if we if we're you know if, if we're traveling in a bus and cars and everything, then those guys are gonna get it. Then we can get it. And obviously, us bringing you know this thing home. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I have two children. I have two small children, mm-hmm. and so um, you know, we have a player, Taberson, who's got two small children. We have Lucatero, who's got a eight, eight or nine month old, I believe. You know, so we were being very, very careful uh, with that. And so we're going to start with the individual training sessions. And then um, we're going to monitor that this week, uh, monitor it, you know, the following week. And then once we see that, uh, we'll, you know, obviously we'll, we'll study. We'll see how things go out and then maybe start um, – uh, implementing uh, the, the small groups. I mean, right now, I just don't think that uh, we want to risk anything being that we just don't know when the starting date is. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to hurry and start rushing things. And like you said, I mean, if someone gets it, then that's 14 days they're going to lose. And if we go, if it goes through the whole team, then that's 14 guy, fourteen days this guy, 14 days this guy. And it could just become a mess, is in, particularly if, if we're able to train in a group setting and, and we haven't gone through these baby steps. You know, one of uh, before I, I pass it on to to Ray for, uh, for now. Uh, one of the things that I do want to say regards to what you mentioned regarding you know the uh, rate of infection uh, of the disease and the probability if somebody were to be infected by by this virus is one of the things that's been talked about by uh, reporters or media spokespersons, more specifically in in Mexico, that you know just saying Spanish les gusta la polémica. Um, <laughs> has been especially well, in Mexico, <laughs> Mexicans and Argentinians. You, your reporters down there are a little, you guess, harsh. Yeah, I mean, it, there's really so much that we can that we can do as uh, as fans. But I mean, the problem is it sells, and they're going to keep at it. But one of the things yes. that have been said, you know, it's re- regarding the these decisions of or these questions of should the, should uh, the games be brought back now. Or, you know, one of the things that they mention is, well, it's, well, they're, they're performance athletes. They, they, the rate of infection for them is really low because they're healthy. I'm like, dude, what about technical staff? What about their families? You know, just because they are extremely healthy and won't get, you know, symptoms or the symptoms are going to be mild doesn't mean that anybody that's around them it is as their immune system is as strong as, as theirs. 
Absolutely. Now, I, I think that's that's a little irresponsible. And I think that's why um, I'm we're pretty sure of what we're doing in regards to uh, making sure that we're taking these small steps. Um, I, I don't know when these games, um, obviously, I would feel, you know, um, those are decisions that are made by people above me. Um, but I, I hope that, you know what I mean, that, that we go through through a small phase and, and through a um, through you know, some testing and, 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 and people that are smarter than all of us uh, kind of, you know, read into it, look at the numbers and see, you know, if numbers are going down, uh, what our rate of infection is, and, and hopefully it's coming down. Secondly, you know, hopefully uh, this buys us some time for a vaccine by, by, by our scientists and scientists around the world to come up with. Um, and so th th that for me is, is the key because, uh, yeah, like you're saying, there's so many aspects. I mean, they're just an example. We start games, right? So do we start them? At empty stadiums, okay, okay, that's one question. So let's just say that we, you know, we, we only open it to a quarter of the uh, of the fans or half of the fans or whatever. So what happens every time the ball goes over, and the, and someone catches it? You don't know what that person has. So when they throw it back, and usually, how old are our ball boys? They're really young. They're kids. So now, are you going to put the responsibility of a kid handling the ball from someone that they don't know? And now, are you going to give that responsibility to that child? to clean the ball so we can put it back in play. Like these are all little things, you know what I mean? That, that I think I think have to be taken care of. And, and I hope that, you know, I mean, obviously if we do have a plan and we have something set, then, you know, then, then obviously um, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Like right now I'm all for training because I know that we are able to uh, control our environment. We're able to, you know, uh, uh, have the products to make sure that our players and our staff uh, once they come into the complex and leave the complex, you know, we're safe between the gloves, the hand sanitizers, the mask, everything that's that's going on, uh, making sure that, you know, there's no cross-contaminations, um, you know, although, I mean, you know, obviously with our group, you know, you do have some roommates, so, you know, we try to line roommates together, so, you know what I mean, so I guess, you know, they've been around each other and things like that. So all of these things are being uh, practiced and all these things have been thought out, Um you know, between uh, our staff at, uh, at Dynamo and our staff with RGV, um, that's upper management, uh, all the way down to, uh, as I said, I've, I've been in conversations uh, uh, with the staff in Houston. Uh, I know uh, Ramsey and, and uh, Randy have been in constant communication, and those are the athletic trainers that are heads of the medical staff, mm -hmm. both Houston and us. So, you know, we're, we're trying to be really efficient. We're trying to be very careful in making sure that, you know, we just uh, limit a, a, to make, you know, no mistakes and endangering, um, you know, anyone. Because like, like you said, I mean, if we're endangering our players, we can endanger ourselves, our families, but then our communities. Because, you know, I, I mean, if I have, I, I have to go out and, and go, to, go to the supermarket and get food for my family, you know. And, and if I have, you know what I mean, you know, obviously, you know, and I don't know if I'm symptomatic or not, but, you know, I'm taking all the precautions to make sure that, you know, I just, I limit myself, you know, uh, we've been staying in house. I mean, you know, my daughter, we, we you know, they run around our complex here. They don't really leave, uh, you know, I, actually right now she's, you know, her and my son are, are off for a run. Uh, you know, my wife and, you know, they walk the dog just in front here. We limit ourselves, you know. Um, and, yeah, mostly the person that leaves the house for, you know, for, for, for shopping, which I've, I've, come, I've become pretty uh, 
familiar with HEB over the last four and a half, five months <laughs> with my wife telling, you know, a lot, lot, lot of face, a uh, lot of FaceTime. Hey, where do I find this? Does this look great and everything? <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, the, the job that wives and my wife does and, and taking care of my kids and shopping and all that stuff, it's, uh, you know, and it's funny. I mean, it's, you know, the, the first couple of months, it was a war zone going to the supermarket. Man, everybody panicking and stuff. So I, I, I'm glad things have settled a little bit. Although, although we're about to have a meat shortage, so who knows what that'll happen. Oh, no, no more carnitas asadas. No more carnitas. You know, the toilet, I mean, we've seen some toilet paper come back into the, <laughs> into the, yeah. into the fold. So, you know, uh, that's, that's been good. So, Just a bit of a parenthesis, as a former HEB partner... Uh, I do want to thank uh, all of the uh, all of the essential workers that have been, you know, at it, you know, out on the front lines uh, for during the during this pandemic, getting getting this stock. You know, we cannot thank you all enough. So thank you, and be sure to treat them well, guys. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I I, I just don't think I I think sometimes we, we've taken for granted uh, the importance of you know uh, all those people between. You know, people who are, you know, the doctors and and and, and the firemen and EMTs and nurses, um, you know, people who work at, you know, at, at these essential places between, you know, the, the uh, cashiers and people who stock, you know, food, like just all of those things and, and how important, how valuable they are. And, and, and you're right, Edson, I think, uh, you know, a big shout out to them. And, and thank you very much for keeping not only our community, but, you know, our country going. Because I think without them, this this uh, it could have been extremely chaotic. And, and I just think that they're extremely brave because they know that the stuff is out there. They know that the, they might be exposed, and and having people, um, you know, come somewhat in contact with them, and they're out there just you know being brave. And so uh, yeah, for sure, uh, I like to join you in saying thank you, Edson. Ray, well do you done. have uh, do you have a question you want to ask, Coach? Coach, I know you guys barely uh, went back for the first day. And just seeing some of these individuals, uh, what were your thoughts just getting back out there to the pitch, you know, in, in such a long time? Yeah, no, I, I thought it was it was great. Uh, first and foremost, obviously, we um, we were able to see what kind of fitness, you know, uh, some of our players have maintained throughout this um throughout this time in which we were not uh, able or allowed to see them work out, you know, obviously we had some zoom calls and, and some team workouts via zoom, but it's not the same as when you're, when you're live in front of them, you know, um, I think that, uh, you know, uh, I know I enjoyed it. My staff enjoyed it, you know, just from the looks and some of the players, I think it was pretty fun that um, they were out there, you know, um, some of them have been doing some workouts and some and stuff which are not particularly the best surfaces to do some things on and so I think it was it was good for them to, to be on our fields and our training fields uh, and, and being able not just to do some fitness but touch the ball around get true bounces on the ball just you know be and we gave them um, you know through the fitness Anthony put them through and I thought that was a pretty uh, that was a pretty good and intense uh, workout and then we did some stuff with the ball and then we gave them some freedom to do some things on their own so uh, there was a lot of smiles and stuff and so I, I think I think it was pretty good for them to, to be out there and I know for us and for me uh, it was fun seeing them run around kind of just getting a little bit you know not true not not a, not a whole but some back getting some uh, some normal things back in in my life you know which is 
uh, being able to see my staff, being able to see my my players. You know, even though uh, sometimes you gotta you gotta make sure you can recognize each other with uh, with the stuff over your your nose and mouth. So it was good. So, okay. Um, so in your experience, coach, uh, as a head coach, both in collegiate and now with RGVFC as a pro, as a pro uh, soccer coach, um, how long do you think the team will take to get back to match fitness? And how much longer do you think the, this process of going with individual training then to hopefully small <clears throat> group training, uh, how long do you think that, that that'll hinder uh, that evaluation. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's different. Um, I guess there's different, you know, thoughts and so the, the different different people think, you know, uh, that, that you need five, you know, maybe about five weeks. Some say, uh, you know, you need a minimum of three. So I, I think it's somewhere in between in between that and group. Uh, the good thing is that uh, you know we we've maintained uh, a regiment of what they need to work out, and I think Anthony has been very good in regards to you know giving that and, and our staff you know staying on top of that. Uh, however, um, you can run on a treadmill, you can run on your own, you can do the bike. There's nothing that prepares you more than fitness. So you know in regards to having some some scrimmages having some 11 B11s and stuff like that, that's different because, you know, running, uh, you know, some people, oh, well, you know, I, I can run. I remember back in the day, you know, I had some friends like, oh, I can run as much as you and, and, and whatever. I'm like, yeah, okay, run with me. Now have someone pull on your shirt, have someone kick you, some, some have someone bump you, you know, and now don't just run a straight line. How about stop, change, jump, run backwards, run side to side, mm -hmm. slide tackle, jump, doing all those things so that's different, you know, and that's the game. And, and I think that um, that type of fitness and that, you know, uh, you know, soccer players call it soccer fitness, basketball players call it basketball fitness, football players, you know, every sport has their own type of fitness because there's certain, um, you know, the, the, there's certain uh, things that the game, you know, and the sport uh, demands of you and, and you have to be constantly doing to get fit. And so as much as you ride a bike and you're running in a straight line, uh, it, it's not the same as if where you're having that competition and that contact. So, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't know. You know, I think I'm, I'm, I like to think that we have a pretty good base and hopefully it'll get us somewhere three to four weeks, you know, once we move into the group. Um, so somewhere around. But, I mean, if, if they tell us, okay, you have three weeks or, you, have, you know, four weeks, or you, no matter what they tell us, you know, we have to make it work and we, and we have to fix it. So as soon as we know that, then obviously we can start, somewhat um figuring that out i think right now for this first week and a half two weeks i think the most important thing for us Edson, is is making sure that we can train in a safe environment and that nobody gets sick i, I think that's that's the priority right now that we can get our work done mm -hmm. and see how we can manage going into the facility out of the facility and making sure that our players and staff can go in and out uh, in a safe manner. And then uh, then hopefully, you know, we'll be able to move into bigger numbers and start doing some more coaching and stuff like that and integrating ourselves uh, a little bit more and actually, you know, doing, you know, more more group group things. Ray? Uh, changing uh, subjects uh, here, Coach, for a little bit. Recently, the USL uh, implemented its academy program where I know you get to see some of these academy kids or were able to see some academy kids uh, right before the COVID stuff uh, hit. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, league implementing uh, such a program now that the USADA uh, shut down and that the USL has taken 
uh, some initiative to keep these uh, younger prospects in, in within your farm system to try to uh, bring them up to speed. No, I think it's important, you know, and obviously it's important that we have uh, and that players, you know, they, they, they thrive on, under better competition. So, you know, you want to always hope to have them in the best competition where they can they can push themselves and have some success. And so, uh, you know, for most, some of the teams that I saw that I read, I, I thought it was it's important uh, that our guys down here at the Valley and also some of the players in Houston that we have, you know, they're going to be competing at a high level and a demanding level. Um, so that that's important, you know, obviously most of your, you know, most of the things that, that you do, you, you learn in training. And I think the training environment is extremely important, but just like anything else, you can study and then, you know, how's the test in the weekend, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, you got to make sure that you pass that test in the weekend and against who. And so having different competition and having, uh, you know, having competition that's going to test you is going to be important because uh, when you go from, you know, from youth soccer and U17, U18 soccer, and then you're moving up with us, even though our team's pretty young, that's not who we're playing against. We're playing against men. And sometimes, you know, uh, you have, uh, we might have a 16, a 17 year old facing a, uh, a 28, 29, a 30 year old veteran who's, you know, who's wise and, and stronger. And, and, and so, uh, you know, we need to make sure that those guys are in a competitive environment day in and day out in training, but also in the weekends. And, and I think uh, now also with the, of the announcement that RGV is joining as well, the uh, MLS elite uh, a youth development league, uh, I think it, it kind of goes to show what you know what uh, Coach Echeverri is trying to say that they want to get you know these kids uh, to go up against you know the best of the best uh, in the United States and uh, you know you know what you know they say that uh, uh, what is it steel sharpen steel or something like yep. that yep steel sharpen steel yep yeah so it's I think that's the best experience that that our our kids can get and um, hopefully that that'll lead to better preparation and a, a more consistent uh, flow between the academy level and the uh, RGVFC uh, first team. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. No, I, I think it's important. You know, obviously, uh, you know, we, we, we have, uh, you know, we have Rocha, uh, we have Brandon in previous years. So, I mean, there is talents. I mean, you know, you have Antiveros, you have Garza, Cello. So th there is a lot of talent and, and God knows how many other kids that are in Mexico right now. So there is mm -hmm. talent in this area. It's whether you tap it in. I think also one of the things that, you know, you kept hearing before you got here is just that things maybe were not as organized as, as you would like them to be here for in, in regards to youth, uh, youth development and youth programs for 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 kids to be able to get out of this area uh unfortunately you know what i mean i, I think sometimes uh other teams didn't want to travel all the way down here to to play you know to play our kids down here uh just because the the size of texas and and, and the distances so you know we, we couldn't just uh stay in this little bubble of, of you know of south texas you know what i mean or, or of the valley we needed to be, be make sure that our guys get you know get seen everywhere else because um going down to mexico that's that's tough you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and that was probably the closest uh you know the, the easy, not easiest, but the closest place where, you know, some of these guys could fulfill their dreams. And uh, anytime that, you know, you went down there, you, you know, even though maybe you were Mexican descent, you're not really from there. You know what I mean? So it's not as easy for a kid, you know, to, to go internationally from, you know, when they're growing up in America, going down to Mexico and you're living in the, you know, in, in some of the youth, um, 
uh, apartments and, and things like that, you know. So um, I'm, I'm really glad that our, our players down here are really getting noticed. And, and so it's important because um, there's one thing that, you know, it's, it's in the blood. It's in the blood here. There's very passion between the fans, the parents. You know, this is a soccer culture. It's just now making sure that we're able to showcase, you know, some of these players and also, you know, making sure that they, they see um, what's out there, you know, um, from the university level, from from a pro level, just opening the doors for them. And, and I think that would be incredible. And uh, right now, I think, you know, um, RGV FC, uh, with Rafa and, and his staff are doing a pretty good job in marketing our players. And so now we're kind of hoping also that, you know, our, not only our boys, but also now our girls are are joining in and, and, and trying to expose them and, and giving them, you know, a boost to, uh, to get themselves noticed, get themselves in better leagues. Because, um, you know, I have a daughter and I see some of the talent here. There's some really talented uh, young ladies down here too that uh, hopefully they'll, they'll get an opportunity in the near future. So going back uh, to uh, RGV and the and the USL. So my my question is: So let's say the USL decides to go to each uh, to coaches and ask them for their opinions. So let's say the USL reaches a conclusion. Okay, I think it's time that we should uh, go back and start playing games for the 2020 season. Now the question is: Personally. Should teams be given a time frame before the the, uh, the season begins to play some scrimmages in preparation, or should they just go uh, straight at it? I mean, me personally, I I would like to think that you know we would like to have some scrimmages being set in place, and I think it's especially for us here in, in where we are in the valley or in Texas. I mean, think about uh, us being able to have uh, the scrimmage that we have. So we have. The two MLS teams between Houston and Dallas, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And then we have Austin, San Antonio, El Paso, right? Yes. And us. Then we also have, you know what I mean? Even um, the, the well, I, I don't know what's North going Texas on. Yeah, but I don't know if, they, if, if you know being that it folded, what's going on with the players? If you know what I mean, and with Laredo, and you know what I mean. So I, I would hope that you know we would be allowed to uh, to have some uh, you know an opportunity to have some scrimmages. You know, uh, now that that's also going to be when you think about it. Um, you know, to, to have these um, these these scrimmages, it's going to be an added expense. Because you gotta put some safety precautions into it, so you, you know you gotta think about all of these things, and so um, I hope that you know they allow us to to have uh, to have scrimmages. I would like to have scrimmages, uh, but if they don't, then you know we gotta figure it out, you know, and, and we can't just have any excuses. We just gotta all right. If they're gonna let us have scrimmages, let's get at it. If they don't, then let's see how we do it. Now that's when your uh, your academy teams come into play you know, your U19s. And so, you know, can we play the U19s from RGVFC and our U17s or the ones from Houston also? So that's where it is. And I, and I, and I mean, I like to think that, you know, depending what happens with that, you know, Houston and us could probably try to set up, you know, a couple of scrimmages uh, to prepare, you know, both teams. Right. Uh, go to one, one last question from me. Recently, the USL and its player association were, Ended like a, a negotiating thing where it was uh, decided that they wanted to take up to a 20% uh, pay cut. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And 
and I know that there isn't the revenue being made, but uh, how um, how will this uh, affect everything just going forward? That I don't know. I think that that's a decision that the players have to make themselves. You know, uh, everyone has their own individual uh, responsibilities uh, within their household. And so, you know, that's something that they would have to take, you know, uh, take into consideration. It's, it's, it's kind of, you know, I mean, it's difficult for me to, to form an opinion on someone else's livelihood, on someone else's. But uh, as a former player. You know, as a former player, I mean, uh, would you uh, see something? What, what, what I see, the, the problem is, I, I'm a little, because what I would say, I don't want that to influence my players, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, because Fair uh, it's, 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 it's just not, uh, I, was, I was asked this question also by some of them, and, and I didn't want to, I said, listen, I, I, I don't feel right answering because I'm not in the same position. I'm not, I'm not going to battle with you guys. And so it's easy for someone else from the outside, well, you should, you know, and we on. oh, you should do that, you should do that, and then, uh, oh, 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 listen, that's the decision you guys took. I, I don't even want to touch that mm-hmm. because um, it's, you know what I mean? It's, um, it's awkward because I, I just don't know what, what each situation, and listen, even within our team, different guys have different situations. Some have families, some don't. Some, have, some still have to help, you know, families, you know, back home where they, they are. You know, others don't. Others are on their own. You know, some come from different um, uh, economical backgrounds, you know, some like, oh, no problem. I can do it. Others, oh, this is going to put me in a hole. So I think it's a little, it would be a little irresponsible for me to, uh, to kind of, you know, say something when, when, when I'm not prepared to, uh, not, not prepared, but when I, I wouldn't have to go through that myself, you know what I mean? So. All right. Thank you. So, um, my, actually, I just wanted to read a, a comment, uh, more like a question that was posted on the chat. And they asked, how would you guys play against teams that the counties would will still be in stay-at-home, for example, Los Dos in, in, LA, in LA County? Now, personally, uh, personally, um, uh, my question my, or my thing is, or my response to that would be, you know, that's something, that's a decision that has to be taken by the USL rather than individual teams. And I'm pretty sure that USL uh, would not make a decision to restart a team unless every individual uh local authority of each- that's what it is it's the local authorities because um you know we we so we were able to start yeah right uh so new york they're, they're in the usl they're not allowed to start hartford mm-hmm. you know those te- they're not allowed to start and usl said okay you, you're, you're capable of starting but then the local government's like no 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 one can come in no one can go just the same thing. It's like, you know what I mean? Uh, I know a friend of mine uh, uh, was warned, you know, that they have uh, they have a place up in uh, in Maine and they wanted to go to their lake house. And they're like, yeah, you know, uh, the locals, when they see uh, New Jersey, New Jersey plates, uh, they're not too fond because they know what's what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, right now, New Jersey is in a really, really difficult situation. And, you know, and friends like, yeah, you know, you're not wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you can't go. You know what I mean? And so that's the same thing is that, and think about this is, you know, you guys who cover our games. And so you, you know how, how, how it is, or, or let's just say a really bad place that we had to play New York. So Ray, Edson, how comfortable would you feel, you know, trying to go and interview all their players? I'd be very, very comfortable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so now the question lies is, 
you know, and that's an important part is, you know, do, do we put you guys in that predicament? Do we, you know, and again, that's beyond me. I don't know. And, and maybe they, um, you know, they, they take those guys and they quarantine them and they do tests and all that stuff. And obviously if you pass the test and okay, you're, you're fine to travel and all that stuff. But then now you got to think about not just them, but you know, the places where they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, cause I mean, right now from, for me, Going to LA, going through, you know, and, and so normally our LA is usually, you know, we go to Houston or we go to Dallas and then, you know, change planes and go there. So my wife is like, uh, my wife's probably going to be like, okay, once you start traveling, you better get a room somewhere. Cause <laughs> once you start, you can't be, you know, you inadvertently can bring something back. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, yeah. that's kind of now, but that's what we take a take. Do we bus everywhere? You don't. So we got to just come up with, with, with answers, you know, and, and I think there's going to be questions and I think there's going to be things that will be brought up, but it's, it's how do we, you know, how do we get to those answers? I think it's, it's easy to just say, no, don't do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we can't be irresponsible by saying, oh yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like we have to find a balance and, and, and listen, everybody, we are all dying to start. We're all dying to play. I want to play in front of fans. I want to play, you know, but I also want to have those fans be safe. I want you guys safe. I want my players, my staff, myself safe. You know what I'm saying? I want the opposition safe. I want everything. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be one of the guys that are responsible for you know getting the second, you know, starting the second wave. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. But again, there's guys a lot brighter than than all of us that are trying to figure that out and, and constantly reading those numbers. And hopefully, you know, they're making the, the the smart decisions and, you know, and then we follow. And at the end of the day is, is if you're not, you know, because if you, Edson, and, you know, or you, right, you're not comfortable, what do you do? You just don't go. We do this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, that's... And, here, and here's, here's another, and here's another thing that, you know, that I've been thinking of as well. Let's assume, okay, <clears throat> The USL says we're we're ready to go. Let's start testing. All the teams come up well. Yeah. Let's say it. Let's say the season starts again. But let's say in between, in one of those games, one of the teams gets infected, where like most of their players get infected. What's going to happen? Are they going to have to forfeit because they can, they they have uh, no players to fill in a starting eleven? You know, there's a there's a lot of different factors that we've got that we've got to to think about. And the the fact of the matter is. It's there is no easy answer <clears throat> to, to this predicament. To this predicament, we have to go on a day by day basis. And yes, some uh, some cities are going to be more advanced as far as you know the flattening or reduction of the curve. But there's always going to be that that little the little risk of, of it being uh, of people getting getting infected even after the USL gives a, gives a go ahead. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I mean, and, and we can always find questions. We can always find, um, you know, what uh, ifs, what ifs, and then you know some. Yeah, this, I mean, this this could be endless, you know. And, and like you're saying, I, I mean, I, I think that you know there there is some you know some validity to 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 what you know you're saying that the, the Mexican guys were saying that all oh, these players are strong and all that stuff. Okay, yeah, but that's just one that's 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 one piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with saying what well, you know the fans or the ball boys and you know what i mean so and and that's where it is that i i just i know that there's there's you know from higher ups are thinking about these and asking these questions and finding answers asking this, and that's what we need from them you know we need all these questions asked all these answers 
And then hopefully that when we do start, you know what I mean, we're capable. I mean, you know, you, you're hearing about uh, uh, even within us that, you know, we, we should have a bus league that maybe, you know, maybe you divide and, and, and have some guys, you know. And again, these, these were opinions being thrown out by different people who call me. Hey, why don't we do this? Why don't you guys do that? What do you know about having a bus league? And I'm like, what do you mean a bus league? Uh, yeah. You know, you start out, you divide the MLS, uh, USL, and you play teams within the bus, you know, mm-hmm. within a bus ride. And maybe you play them twice, get a freaking winner, and then that, that, you know, that team plays someone else. Okay, that's, that's one idea. You know what I mean? Do you just play the teams where they're not as infected? Okay, and then you bring those teams back whenever you know they're okay. I, there's just you know it's just scheduling is tough, man. You know when you don't know when a team is available to play or not, or if a team forfeits. So now does everybody? So if a team forfeits because whatever it is, then does everybody? Maybe okay, everybody else gets three points from that team. Then you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's 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 a it's a it's a very interesting uh, dilemma, you know, and, and it's something that I know that in my life, uh, it was weird because I, you know, I, I, I had a small taste of this. Do you guys remember? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you guys were too young. This was in 2008 um, when uh, in, uh, uh, we were in the qualifiers with the 17th down in Tijuana and the porcine uh, flu, you know, if you, you guys remember that, yep. when it hit, and it hit hard there. And it was like, we were playing, we qualified, right? And we're like, ooh, yeah, we go get dinner. And then like at four in the morning, boom, boom, pack your stuff, we're out of here. Because <laughs> everybody was just getting contained. And we're like, is the World Cup going to be played and all that stuff? I mean, I think they got a hold of it relatively fast and contained it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Tijuana got hit really hard, and we were right in the middle of it. And fortunately enough, you know, we didn't, we didn't get infected. We got home. We got quarantined. We got tested and stuff like that. Nobody got it. So, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was positive. But, you know, that was the closest that I – and obviously I was, like, physically scared because I had a daughter home. At that time she was – she was two. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I can't bring this home. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, but you know, that's, 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 that was, uh, that was extremely, uh, you know, that was the closest and, and, and it's nowhere near the, you know, with the numbers and, and just the scare, the death toll and, and, and just, you know, everything that this has caused not only in our country, but just worldwide. And, and, and you got to respect that, you know, just, all the damage that's been done, you, you have to, you know, you, you have to respect it, you know. Now, yes, you know, we, we got to find answers, you know, and, and life goes on and whatever it is. Okay, yeah, but then how do we keep, you know, how does life go on, but at the same time, keeping ourselves safe? And, and I think that one of the most responsible, you know, that, that, that don't, don't take care of themselves. They just don't, you know, I mean, I, I went to H-E-B and it's like, and I don't know, it was like two guys, you know, a, a couple, they didn't have, you know, they didn't have the mask. And everybody's like, why don't you have a mask? Oh, it's not mandatory. I'm like, okay, maybe it's not mandatory, but isn't that the right thing to do? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know. And I, I guess it's similar to when I posted the cart, you know, the, the shopping cart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not mandatory that you put your cart back, but it's courtesy. Yeah. It's just... It's just what you do, you know, and it's about doing the right things. So I don't know, but that's just, and I think that's my biggest fear is just uh, who are going to be those knuckleheads that are not going to listen. So uh, one last question, 
and this one's actually from from Gilbert Guajardo uh, from a hey, fan. Gilbert. Uh, so he says, even though you planned for today, what unique challenges arose from the limited training today? What it shows, it shows that we wanted to do so much more <laughs> and we had to hold ourselves back because uh, we couldn't, you know what I mean? Uh, obviously, it, it was a little different. And obviously, anytime you have eyes on you and, and the competition, it's different. So when you're working out on your own, but the guy, you see the guy next to you and then you have the strength conditioning right there. You had me in front of you. You had Bobby to the side. You know, it, it just sends a little, you know, a, a, a little so um, it gave us a little bit, you know, it gave the players a little bit more of an up and, and pushing themselves a little more. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we had to hold ourselves from from trying to do too much the first day, too, and, and, and trying to kill them because then, again, we're just coming back. So, you know, that's that's probably for us the, the difficult part is that uh, we've been so cooped up that we want to do more and more and more, but we got to be careful and not uh, and not put anybody in jeopardy. So, Coach, really would like to we really would like to thank you for coming on the show tonight. I know that you gave up a lot of uh, insight about what's going on within the team. I honestly did not think that we were going to be you know chatting about this for as long as we end, we ended up doing. And I really appreciate for you taking the time. Just real just real quick. How would you react if you were to see yourself, the virtual version of yourself on a YouTube a video? The virtual? So a virtual I don't know, I've, FIFA 20. Never, so let's ooh, ooh, that would be interesting. You know, if, if you could just lose a couple of pounds, that would be great. Don't worry. Don't worry. The models, <laughs> the, the, the models are like thin and, extreme, uh, and extremely thin. So, but, so my 20-year-old self, in my, <laughs> when I was in my 20s, that would be great. Pretty no, much. Not even, I think it's fantastic. So not even playing for the Harrisburg Heat? No, no. Dude, I was, I was still, I was still, what? <laughs> yeah. So guys, you know, uh, just gonna shamelessly plug. We are. I am uh, preparing. I did do the uh, FIFA 20 uh, mod for RGVFC. So you've got all. I've got all of the players on the roster. Uh, now I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I was just. I just wanted to to figure out what would coach do if when I uh, recreated him. And having That's him awesome. as the as the manager for the career mode series that I'm planning to uh, upload a, in the Down in the Valley YouTube channel. Uh, that but, would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> hey, but Campbell's got to play because he's winning everything now. So, so, hey, so speaking of, did he just win? Did he just win today as well? Uh, I don't know. I haven't checked. Because he I was playing. He's, he's making us proud, baby. Because he, because uh, I think New York Red Bulls too was pretty scared, and they ended up they had to put a YouTuber. Uh, and EMLS player uh, to go up against Kembo Kibato. Ya ves lo que dicen. Ah, uh, chicken. El miedo, el miedo no anda en burro. El miedo no anda en burro. I bet Fernando Alvo must have whispered something in his ear. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to see. Tune in to see. Oh, okay. An action against NY. I just I just saw that. That's the latest one. I don't know if he's, if he won or not. Yeah. Did you guys see... Uh, did you guys see the tweet of the guy, our guys coming back and running around? Yes. Yeah, we pretty saw good, that. Man. We saw it. It was, it, was, it was pretty cool. But but yeah, we really appreciate you you coming in. Hopefully, we can get back uh, safely uh, back back to HEB Park. But we cannot lose we cannot lose our patience. Like you've mentioned many times today, this is a slow process with so many variables and so many questions that we can't we can't just rush into it. 
So, no, 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 no. I mean, I also just want to thank our fans for staying on in, in tune and in touch with us. Um, you know, for you guys, you know, to keep it in touch, keeping everything so relevant. Uh, you know, coming up with ways for our fans, our players, and ourselves to just you know stay connected. I mean, uh, you know, we're part of this community. Uh, we love being here. We love playing for you guys, and uh, it's 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 important, you know, that that we stay in touch because this is our community. And, uh, you know, and, and throughout this whole conversation, the one thing is that I think we're taking all these uh, these measures to keep our community safe. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's uh, that's something that's important to us and, and, and the responsibility of ours. So uh, uh, thanks a lot for having me, Edson and Ray. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks for everything that you guys do. Uh, and I uh, hope to see you soon. Uh, shout out to all of our fans uh, that are, are, are with us, you know, through the thick and thin. Um, Stampede, you know what I mean? Love those Friday sessions. Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. And so, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for everything yeah. and go Toros. Gilbert says, yeah, thank you for, thanks for joining us on the Zoom chats. Everyone in the Stampede loved it and appreciated you and the players' time along with Ron Patel. Yeah, no, Ron. Ron's a good man. He's he's doing really, really well. Him and Tilly have been very supported. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, him and Tylee uh, have been very, very supportive and doing everything for us. It's it's uh it's it's great. You know. Well, appreciate appreciate you coming along, and hope you have hope you have a, a good evening, and uh, say hi for uh, to the whole family for us. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. All right, you too. All right. Bye. Take care. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.